high school was the first time that I, I felt, I would call it, in love, okay? And, um, and I remember falling in love with this girl, and she was, she was in college, and I was still in high school, you know, no big deal. And uh, anyway, I remember I would go visit her on the weekends, and, uh, and we had this relationship, and, and it, was, it, was, it was one of those defining relationships I, I remember for me, and, and really for my life, uh, as, as just this, really this teenager uh, who's in love with this girl. And um, I'll never forget, so she ends up cheating on me, Okay. Um, how many of you have been cheated? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> they're like right there. But uh, so I was cheated on, okay? Now, I, was, I, I experienced a brokenness that I had never experienced up to that point. In fact, I felt emotions that I had never felt. I didn't even know these emotions were in me. I've never been Mr. Emotional. I've never been Mr. Crier or, or anything like that. But I remember when that happened, uh, my heart just broke. And I remember um, like I didn't even know what to do. All I knew was like, there's things happening, and and I and, and so I remember I jumped into the shower and I just cried, like in the shower, so like my parents wouldn't be like, what is going on with him, and I didn't want anyone to know. And so I remember just crying and 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 walking through that, and then um, and then I remember we met up and and she she was like just like no, it you know it was it was a mistake, it was an accident, this and this happened. And when you're in love, what do you do? Okay. Yeah, oh, you're right. So you know what I did? I got back together with her. And guess what? She cheated on me again later. And, uh, and I remember after that, I was done. And I remember thinking, I am never putting myself out there again, ever. I am never going to get to that point where I'm, I'm, where I'm putting my heart out there and it can get hurt. And so from that moment on, I changed my, how I viewed dating, how I viewed any uh, interaction uh, with girls. I, I, I changed. I, I totally changed uh, my mindset there, and it became a selfish mindset. And I was a person after that that carried a lot of baggage with me. But here's what's awesome, you guys. This is not like this like downer talk, okay? It's not starting well, but I'm married now, and I have three boys, and and they're alive and kicking, and, and, and I think my wife's happy. <laughs> We're still together, 13, almost 13 years, I think, and, um, and, and that's, that's, that's great. And so I say all this to say that, that the season you're in, the emotions that you're having, they're very real, and, and for some of you, the wounds are very deep, but there's also a place of hopefulness that you can have. There's also hope. There's also opportunity. And, and like your life's not over. God's not done. Okay. So I want to encourage you uh, with that. But we have to start there. I always start with that story because um, for all of us, when we think about dating, whether, and listen, whether you want to date or you don't want to date, um, this is a good talk for you to be here for. Whether you've heard me talk about dating a thousand times, this is a good talk for you to hear because uh, we either are going to be in this seat of influence for someone else's relationship, for a friend, uh, for a family member. Uh, or even if you're anti-dating, you may be surprised at some point when all of a sudden you see someone and something happens and all of a sudden those doors that were closed, they just opened, okay? And so this is important for us to talk about, but we have to start with us. That's always uh, the first step. The first step has always got to be honesty with where I'm at and where I'm not at. 
Okay, because the one thing that's common in every relationship is you're bringing who you are into it. Okay, and so I have to be able to identify, you have to be able to identify what is the baggage in your life right now? What is the baggage that you're about to bring into this relationship? Because some of us have some, a, a lot of baggage, right? Uh, for some of us, it's past hurts. Some of you have very deep wounds, these past hurts uh, that have happened, and you're still hanging on to that. You're still carrying it, and, 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 and you have to be honest with where you're at because if it's not dealt with, you're bringing that into a relationship. For some of us, we have identity issues. Okay, you're like a chameleon. You're, you're this person in this setting, you're that person in that setting, and you're another person uh, over here. And, 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 and so you need to know who you actually even are. Okay, because how do you be real and transparent with someone when you don't even know who you are? And, and, and what is that? If you get into a relationship and, you, and your identity is unknown, uh, it's confused, it's not clarified, you're actually manipulating somebody, aren't you? Because if you're not being who you really are, you're trying to convince somebody that, that you're something you're not, which is what? Manipulation. Commitment issues. Ooh. Okay? That was me. I had major commitment and trust issues. Tons of that. And, and so I had to own the fact, I had to own the reality that those things, when I started dating my wife, I had to own the fact that, that some of those things from when, and man, I don't know how old I was when I started dating my wife. Man, I don't know, 24? I don't know. Um, but anyway, I remember even at like 24, and I don't know how old I was uh, when, when my heart was broken, but isn't it crazy, you guys, how if you don't deal with something, it doesn't go away, right? Like there's, there's seasons where you think it's gone, right? You're like, oh, it's a good season. Or maybe you've moved on and you're actually dating someone else. And so it's like, oh, I don't have to deal with that. It's gone. But that carries, it, it, it continues to go with you and, and, and travel with you. And you may be great at hiding it for a season, but at some point it manifests itself. And I remember that I had to come to terms uh, with that, with my wife, because I was hiding it while I was dating my wife. I had trust issues. I had commitment issues way back from this long time ago. And what was so bad and unhealthy about it is I was taking those trust issues, those commitment issues, and I was was projecting them on my wife who there was no reason to do that like she had never cheated on me twice like she there was nothing in her that I should have looked at and been like I don't know I don't know if I should trust you no that was all unhealthy stuff from my past but I'm projecting this out and I remember it hit ahead for me um, when I was with um, well me and my wife we were she was in Ohio and I was in Washington and and so we were long distance dating and I remember she was uh, at a wedding in Florida she's at a wedding in Florida now she's at this wedding in Florida I'm at this little town in Washington I'm this youth pastor yeah and I love you, Pat. So that was like a tag. That was not even good, but it was great, okay? It was great other than I was the single youth pastor, which was kind of creepy. But so she's in Florida at this wedding, and I kid you not, you guys, she's at this wedding in Florida, and I am building out this whole scenario, this whole narrative in my mind, this whole story where she is at this wedding looking great, because I think she always looks great, and, and she's on the dance floor, and she meets another set of eyes that are better looking than mine. Now, mine are exotic browns, so, but I just picture in my head, like I'm literally building this narrative where she finds this guy that's better than me, and, and, and they meet, and they dance, and they're happily ever after. 
So I'm building this narrative in my head, okay? And, and, and I'm in isolation, and, which you all are, have master's degree in at this point. And I'm there, and I'm in, in isolation. As you guys know, you don't think the best thoughts. You think the worst thoughts. And, and you have to guard against that. But not me. I was like just going down this massive trail of building out this, this awful situation in my mind. And I start to, because um, texting was new, I started texting her. I'm like, hey. And I was trying not to show that I had commitment issues. So I was like, how are you? Is it fun? Now, when I'm saying, is it fun? I'm like, you better call me, right? In my head, no response, no response. Now, if she's not responding, she must be cheating on me, right? Because she's not responding. And I'm sure this whole wedding, she's been staring at her phone, so she's choosing to ignore me. So I'm building out this narrative. And I remember she finally called me. It was, it was late. And, and I was upset. And she was so confused. She was like, what is wrong? And I was just like, and I'm, I'm like mad. And I'm projecting this. And she just went, this is not okay. I'll call you tomorrow. And I went, oh, I wonder if she's going to call me ever again. And I remember that night just laying there going, like, what, what happened? Like, what happened? Because I've never been the kind that, like, that's, like, that's like that. What happened in that moment? And I literally had to come to terms with the reality that I was projecting things on her from stuff I had not dealt with way back in my past. And I had to just come clean with her the next day and just say, listen, I am sorry. That is not who you deserve. That is not what I want to be. And that happened because of this in my past. And I want your help. I do not. And if I ever start acting like that again, I mean, please, Tell me, because that is not okay. And I, and, but, but I think, you know, for all of us, we, we have to work through some of these things and, and we have to, to start asking the question of, of really where, where is God at for me in my life? And then is he enough for me? Right, because what also that showed in that moment, because I was so panicked and paranoid and all this, was I was also showing that God is not enough. Because I, I, was, I was literally basing everything in that moment off of this narrative I'd built up and off of this relationship working out. And, and honestly, what I was communicating is, God, you're not enough. You're great if this works out. But if it doesn't work out, um, I'm dead because you're not enough. That's literally what I was kind of communicating. And, and, and the problem with that is that means that, that, yeah, my identity is completely rooted in either a relationship happening or, or in a relationship uh, succeeding. Um, and, 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 and that is such a dangerous place to be because what these things do, and you guys, I'm telling you, it's not just relationships. Things in your life continue to come that are going to try and snatch and hijack your identity just over and over again. And you're going to deal with that. And if you don't come to terms with who you are, where you are, where you're not at, you will get on this roller coaster ride that will be so unhealthy and you will wake up having never dealt with who you are. And all of a sudden you will just combust and, 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 and do things that are not normal that you would never think you were capable of. I'll never forget my, my, uh, one of my best friends, um, and, and he and his wife, they went to a Christian college, right? Now Christian college, like, oh, yay, everything's right. Da, 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 we love Jesus. And, and, and they, they got married after college. And all of a sudden, I remember he calls me, and, and I was in their wedding, everything. And he calls me and says, hey, we're getting a divorce. And I was like, what? 
You guys are perfect. And, and, and your wife is the reason I started, like she's the one who invited me to church. What is going on? And, 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 and so I remember I flew out to Arizona. That's where they were. And, and I'm, I'm like talking to him. I'm talking to her. And I look at her. I go, what are you doing? What's happening? And she just says, this has always been in me. I've always wanted to be this, but I never felt like I could. But now I'm just going to be this. And, 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 I, and I told her, I said, you just lied to all of us and you just like ripped my best friend's heart out. How can you just do that? But you guys, she had never dealt with all these things that were in her. She's just like, oh, this is comfortable. This is nice. Or I should do this. Or everyone says this is what's right. But the problem is you just start going down this road and you're not making decisions even for yourself. Other people are making them or you're just, you're just trying to please people and you're not being real with who you are. And you have to start with that, you guys. You have to. That's the place where we all need to, to begin in these things, especially as we talk about relationships and the reality that, guys, you're not in middle school. You are, you like a lot of you in your 20s, you're making like, you're making the big decisions. That's why I love college and young adult ministry. You got, it's not like I have to say, hey, guys, these are important things to think about. No, you're already thinking about them. I was meeting with one of you today and, and you're like getting ready to plan a wedding. Like those are big things. That's big time. <laughs> okay, so you guys are in the midst of these decisions. Um, the first question that you have to ask after identifying who you are, where you're at, where you're not as, uh, what are your desires? What are your desires in a relationship? What do you want to get out of this? I think everybody needs to ask that question. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says this. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. In other words, whatever I'm involved in, whatever I'm investing in, whatever relationship I'm pursuing, I should have the mindset, if I'm a Jesus follower, that I am going to do everything in that situation to bring glory to God. Okay, so, so if I'm talking about dating and, and in, being in this relationship with somebody else that I care about, that, that maybe I even love, I should be focused on how do I glorify God in this. So that's my purpose. Whether I'm single, whether I'm dating, that doesn't change. I want to glorify God. And so I want to I do this in a way that honors uh, him. And so you have to ask, does that line up with what you want in a relationship? Am I looking for marriage? Am I looking to have some fun? Am I just lonely and looking for someone to fill this void? Or do I just need a rebound? See, identifying your intentions, that has to be a starting point. And even when you think about uh, being in a relationship with someone, you have to start that relationship with, with, with defining what the relationship even is. So many times I see people get into relationships, they just take off. They don't even like, it's like, boom, they're gone. And, and they're talking about thing, everything. They, they've passed all these steps. Just, just they're, they're so into it and all of that. And they never really define the relationship. And when you don't establish what you are, guess what? It leads to dysfunction, miscommunication, hurt feelings. See, many relationships end because they don't communicate up front. Guys, if you're, if you're in a relationship and you've never done this, you need to have that difficult conversation. If you're thinking about that relationship, a relationship, a person, have that relationship. That is so important. The next question, what should you avoid when dating? Here's some things to avoid. 
leaving important issues up to your assumptions or being naive. That's huge. Okay, uh, this is what we do a lot of the times, you guys. We will, because we're maybe infatuated with someone, we will assume that he or she loves you, right? We'll just make that assumption. We will assume that they love Jesus because they told you, I'm a Christian. So we just assume they love Jesus. We will assume uh, many times that our heart is good and that our feelings are right. A lot of times we will say, well, I trust my heart and my feelings in this. So I'm assuming uh, that my heart and my feelings are in alignment with what God wants for me. The problem is uh, a lot of times those two things are in opposition to each other. There is probably two, three different relationships that I remember praying to God. And, uh, and I was like, God. This girl is perfect in every way. You knew her. You shaped her. You formed her in her mother's womb for me. God, help her to see that today as I ask her out. And I remember like, God, God, remember God, the deal. You know the desires of my heart. God, there it is. She lines up. Come on. I'm gonna hold you accountable, God. And I would, I would go into that. And guess what? It didn't work out. Multiple times, two, three times I can remember. It didn't happen. And it's like, well, what, what's going on, God? Because I, I, I knew this. My heart was telling me this, my feelings. And then I was reminded of Mark 7, 21, where it says, for from within, out of the heart of man or woman come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery. Where does that come from, you guys? Oh, it comes from all those bad things. No, it says, out of the heart. So what's the danger here? The danger is that my heart um, can, can hijack truth sometimes. Ever had that happen? My heart uh, can, 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 uh, and my feelings can take me on roads, on journeys that God is not on. And I will say, because my feelings are here, my heart is here, God, you need to keep up. You need to be in, in, on board with this. And he's like, no, 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 this is my will. This is my purpose. You align your heart, your feelings to my will. And then you watch what I can do. That's really, really important, you guys. Because when we think about our feelings, our hearts, and, and, and for some of you, man, and I feel bad for some of you. Some of you have laid your heart out there like so many times, so many times, and you're just like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Um, and, and a lot of times what it shows for some of us is we're just way too trusting or, or, or naive in a lot of situations. Um, and then something happens and, and, and someone's hurt, someone's confused. Uh, when you think about me, and we can mock me now, well, you can mock me however much you want, but um, we can mock the reality that, that I, I went back into a relationship where that girl had cheated on me, right? Like, like I chose uh, to, to trust again, to trust her. I was very naive and blinded uh, by my emotions, by my heart to go back and I can look back and go, yeah, that was the wrong move. Okay, but my heart was like, do it, you know? Um, and so we've got to have this mindset where we believe in love, but we don't disregard red flags for the sake of love. Okay, let me repeat that. We need to believe in love. So this isn't like this negative, like, like I hate love, uh, anything that has to do with it. No, we can believe in love, but we should not disregard the red flags in somebody else for the sake of love. 
Because many times, you guys, when you, um, when you break up with someone, if you've ever broken up with someone, what you typically do is you start to look at all of the things that happened that went wrong, right? And many times, the things that you look back on that were wrong, you can see that there was a lot of things that were warning flares before that, that if you had been looking at it in the right way, you would have seen some of those things, right? Whether it's uh, somebody said something about them that you were just like, no, 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 they're, they're great. Or like, or, like, or like, hey, you need to know this about them. Oh, no, our, we talked about that. We're so good. Honesty. It's like, really? Okay. Good luck. But, but it happens over and over and over again, you guys, where we just disregard these huge red flags. Don't let love make you blind. Be a healthy skeptic. One of my really great friends in college, um, I, you know, like we introduced it to this girl and we still hold ourselves accountable to this. And they got together and I'm kid you not, she hijacked his soul. Okay. Um, like she stole our, she stole our friend from us. And, and I remember the night, the night before he was about to propose and I'm like, dude, Hey, are you sure you want to do that? Like in a loving way, like, Hey, so have you thought about some of these things? Oh, man, I'm so good. I love her, Steve. Okay. All right, I don't know what to tell you now. And, you know, and he was gone. <laughs> and there was a lot of flags along the way, you guys, but we, we ignore those things a lot of times. See, there's way too much on the line when we think about where you guys are at in life, there's way too much on the line to look past certain things, key indicators, these warning flares uh, that somebody has in their life. And, and so I just want to encourage you to not just fall in head over heels, but to really step back and be able to look and to see those things and identify uh, what is truth here. And are you seeing it clearly? Are you receiving wisdom in this uh, huge decision? The next thing is this. We need to set physical boundaries or the moment will. Okay, I always tell people like either you set physical boundaries for what you want to do or not do or the moment's going to dictate that. And I'll tell you right now, if you're like, well, I'm going to let the moment dictate it, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> like I already know. Um, next week I'm talking about sex, okay? There you go. Um, but if you're in a relationship and you have not done any, have not had any conversation about, hey, these physical boundaries are here. I do, I do not want to go past that. If you don't have that conversation, but that's a conviction, you will, you will pass that boundary. You just will. Okay, because what you're choosing to do, if you say, we're just going to see what happens, is you're going to allow the moments to dictate those boundaries. And if you're dating someone, that means you like them. And that also means you're physically attracted to them. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what happens next. Okay, right? Like, like they're not the person that the closer you get to them, you're like, uh, I'm not feeling this. No, the closer you get to them, the more you all of a sudden are like glued to each other. Okay, and, and, and so uh, you, have to, you have to like, you have to talk through that. If you do not talk about that and you let the moment dictate it, I'm telling you right now, it's like going to the grocery store hungry. What happens? You buy a lot of stuff you don't need. Okay, uh, my wife doesn't even let me go to the grocery store when I'm hungry because there's all kinds of random stuff. Like I brought home this, I don't even know what it was. It was some 
garlic aioli mayonnaise thing. I don't even know how it got in there. It just looks so good. I was like, man, I could dip fries in this. I could put it on a burger. Like, this thing's amazing. Like, and, and if I was like right in my head, like if I had eaten, I would have like, I wouldn't have even seen that. But there I am. I'm hungry. What is that? That's new. And I don't even think about it till I check out and they give you this crazy bill and you go, what just happened, right? And, and that's what happens. If, if you have a desire to set boundaries and you don't talk about it, you are going to cross those boundaries. Don't just assume you can stop, okay? Because you can't. Uh, you have to have a time of clear communication where you both share and you both agree upon uh, a cutoff point. And if, if you're dating someone that loves you and, and you want to define a, a point, a boundary in that physical relationship, you're going to know a lot about how they respect you if they are willing to agree to that when maybe they don't want to. You're going to, you know, and, and, and so I, I always tell people, if you're going to set physical boundaries, you both have to agree on it, and there can't be any guilt or shame by one of you towards it. And then, and, and the, the other thing about setting physical boundaries, what that helps always is it saves you from dating somebody that just wants to take advantage of you physically. Because I'll tell you this right now, you guys, just being honest, for me, after that happened to me in high school... Every dating relationship I went into, it was all about what can I get out of this, okay? Like, that's just, I, everything was about me, and, that, and that's, where, what, that's where I was at, and so, and so I, you know, it, it's a real thing. There's people out there, and that's how they think, and they go into relationships like that. Um, Ephesians 5.21, it says this, submitting to one another out of a reverence for Christ. And what that's talking about, that's calling all Jesus followers to literally to give honor to somebody else more than they would themselves. In other words, to submit to somebody else uh, for the sake of their benefit versus you just saying, I'm going to get what I want. And that is the heart, that is the mindset that we should all treat each other with. Uh, and it's the mindset we should take if we're going to go into dating. The next thing I want to say is this, group dating. See, anybody can pretend to be a certain way one-on-one -on -one in your dorm in your apartment, um, you know, in this romantic setting, uh, but it is a lot harder to pretend you're something you're not when there's a bunch of friends around. And that's so important because you get to see them in their element. You get to see how they really talk, right? You get to see uh, how they interact if you have them around your friends. Your friends will pick up things about them that you're not going to pick up because they're not infatuated by them. Okay, uh, you will see things um, like you should be picking up things by how their friends interact with them, how they treat them. Uh, you should be observing those uh, things. Um, and, and I would also say this, ask their friends about them. Ask them difficult questions about them. Proverbs eleven fourteen it says, where there is no guidance, people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Okay, so you need counsel. If it's a big relationship decision you are going to make, you need counsel. Talk to your friends, okay? Um, what do your friends say? And I will say this too. This is dangerous. You all have lots of different groups of friends in your life. If you're talking about making the big decisions in life, you better be bringing to the table those friends that will actually tell you the truth when you don't want to hear the truth. What we tend to do in our flesh when we want something to happen is we bring to the table the friends that we have that we know will reinforce the decision we want to make. Okay, like, like listen, if there was a job opportunity by uh, where my parents live, I would not call my mom and say, mom, what do you think? 
I know what she thinks. You should take it. You'll be close to me, right? So I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to bring that to the table because I know that she's not going to give me truth in that, right? And so you guys, um, you have to bring people to the table in your life that are going to speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it. Some of you um, have gotten into crazy fights with your friends because they disagreed with you about this. And you said, I'm done with you. I don't want to listen to that anymore. You have to ask that. Okay, Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harms. Okay, my wise friends say, have saved, like literally, I look at the life I have and I can go back to my wise friends. I can go back to my best friend in particular who saved me from a relationship where I was literally going, I don't care what anyone says, I'm making this relationship happen. And I kid you not, my best friend stood in the doorway and said, hit me then, because you're not getting out of this house. And, and it was like, it was like a standoff. And I was like, dude, get out of my way. Now he was like 6'6", so he was big, okay? And, you know, I mean, I'm, Come on, but I'm not 6'6". Six, six. So, so he won. Guys, how many of your friends would do that for you? How many of your friends actually would just say, oh, I'm so happy that you're happy. Oh, that person's gonna make you happy, so I don't care. Like, good, good for, good for you. You've been single a long time. I don't know who they are, what they are, but good, right? You guys, you all have friends. I've heard some of you say this to your friends. You have to have friends, you guys, that will stand in the doorway and say, hit me. You're not going to that person. That's not you. That's not God's best for you. Uh-uh. Those are the friends you need, you guys. And you give them a platform in your life. You bring them into those decisions. That will save you so much. I mean, the book of Proverbs is all about wisdom. And, and, and I don't know how many times it talks about wise counsel, wise people, uh, finding that, clinging to that. You have to have that, guys. Um, be that difficult conversation friend. Be that person for somebody else. And for you that need that relationship, you need that conversation, invite that conversation, even though sometimes it's gonna be in opposition to what you want to do. Um, the next question is this, what direction do you want to go in relation to following Jesus? Okay. You've got to ask yourself, is this a priority or is it not? Because um, here's the reality. If, if you are dating somebody, you are going to head in the direction more than likely that they are headed in. Okay, so you have to define what direction do you want to head in because if they're headed in a different direction, you got to ask, is that, is that what's best? Is that, what I'm, is that where I'm supposed to be going? Or are they in alignment with the direction that I'm trying to go with my life? That is critical, you guys, um, because when we think about like, I mean, I think we've all seen the videos, right, where there's fishermen, typically they're out in the ocean. Um, I've never fished in the ocean, whatever, but I've seen, you know, videos. And and you see them, like, they, they, they're going, they're all excited. Uh, they got this huge fish, right? And every once in a while, you see a video where the fish is like a shark or it's way bigger than what they think, and they've got it, and then it just yanks them in, right? Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you um, are in a relationship with someone and, and the directions uh, are competing, you want to go this way, they want to go that way, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get in over your head, and you're going to follow them. You just will. 
Like, like that, that is a very normal thing. And, and all of a sudden you're headed in this other uh, direction and you go, what in the world happened? If you desire to follow Jesus, you guys, I can't stress this enough. Whoever you're in a relationship with, you both have to independently, not interdependently, independently be following Jesus, okay? And, and both headed in that direction um, because that's when you're going to start to see truth. That's when you're going to see if God is in this to bring it together or not. 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, do not be unequally yoked with, and this is talking about if you're a Jesus follower, uh, with an unbeliever. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or, and this is the best example here, or what fellowship has light with darkness, okay? Light is designed to compete with darkness. Light is not designed to go with darkness, okay? You light up a room to get the darkness out. Those two things are not together, okay? And so when you think about where you want to go, and if you're a Jesus follower, you want to pursue Jesus, and somebody is not, I'm telling you right now, it's like light and darkness, and you're like, why, why do we keep having friction? Why isn't this working? Or you just abandon your faith and you go all in. And, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you go, man, how did I get here? What's going on? And typically when you see this manifest itself, unfortunately, it's when you have kids. That's when you really see the damaging results of this. The question is this, would they be following Jesus if you weren't challenging them to? Would they go to church if you weren't challenging them to go to church? You have to look at that person for also who they are now, not who they could be later. That's a big one. Many of us will go into relationships based upon where we think someone's going to be, but guess what? They're not there, and you don't know if they're ever going to be there. You need to date if you're going to date them with where they're at right now. I don't know how many people have gone into dating projects not relationships, they're my project. And, and guys, like, like you're leaving a lot up to chance. If, you, if you've already built out the narrative for how someone's going to end up, good, good luck with that. I mean, man, life's nuts. And so you have to, if you're going to go into this relationship someone, date them for who they are now, not later. You don't date potential. Okay? Uh, the next thing is this. Look at, look at that individual and treat them if you're a Jesus follower, look at that individual and treat them as God's possession, not yours. Okay, so they are God's, and you need to help them embrace that as opposed to doing what you want them to do for your benefit. So, so and guys, this isn't just like dating. Like when I think about marriage and the relationship that I'm in, this is how I need to choose to love my wife. She is God's possession. She is not mine. Am I making decisions in light of that, or am, I, or am I making decisions based upon what I want? Hebrews 10, 24, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, okay? So, so this is me waking up going, how can I help her be all that God has designed her to be? Not, how can I help her be all that I hope she is for me? Okay? And, that's, and that's when you think about dating. That's a healthy dating relationship when we're thinking selfless, not selfish. See, here's the reality, guys. If you're dating somebody and they're the one, great. Okay? They're either the one or they're not, right? And, and if they're not the one, honor them. If they are the one you end up, when I say the one, the one you end up marrying, uh, if they are that person, that's great. Honor them. If it's not, 
That's okay. Honor them, okay? Here's what I, <laughs> I, I always think about this. Someone else could be dating your future husband or wife right now. How are you hoping they treat them? Right? Because either you're dating them or someone else is. And if someone else is dating your future wife, your future husband right now, how are you hoping that they treat them? And the last point I want to address is this, waiting. You're like, oh, shoot, waiting? Ugh, I don't like that. That's not why I came here. Some of you need to deal with some things before you start dating. And let, let me say this, that's okay. Guys, that's okay. I wish I would have done that. Okay, like, like, don't let people guilt you into dating. Get stuff figured out first. Okay, some of you have parents pressuring you. You got friends like, what's going on? Hey, you're getting older. You know, you should really think about this. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about it at all. Come on, like, and and, and it's like that. And like, guys, don't don't let that get you into a relationship you have no business being into. Okay, uh, because I'll I'll never forget. I uh, when I first um, went into vocational ministry, I became a youth pastor. And I moved to that town. Um, I dated this girl. She was a Christian, and I remember just like I literally did it because I felt like that's what I'm supposed to do. And, and it was never like a good thing. It wasn't, it was like, I was miserable in that relationship. That was not of God. That was me like letting people just like say, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. So you should do it. And if you don't do this now, hey, you're going to wake up and you'll be this old and, 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 and that. And I, I allowed that to influence me. And it wasn't even true. You guys, um, you don't need to freak out. You don't need uh, to allow people to guilt you into dating. Get your stuff figured out. And when the timing is right, the timing's right. Okay. And that's, that's enough. Like, like for me, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's considered late or whatever to get married. I don't know how it was, 25 when I got married. But um, I'll say this, from the moment I met my wife to the moment we were married, it was like nine months. Now, that's not prescriptive. That's just descriptive, okay? So I'm not saying, hey, you should do that. Um, but what I'm trying to say is God can do everything anything. And when we put timetables or like, God, you got to deliver by this time, you're only setting yourself up for failure. When it's right, it's right. And he can make it happen just like that. And so trust him in that. Don't settle. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in him. Delight yourself in the Lord, it says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He knows what those are. You trust him in that. And whether you're in a relationship or not, you can still have the desires of your heart because God is with you. And God can be enough. God can fill whatever void you're, 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 you're experiencing. Pursue God's best for you, not your best for you. And here's the other thing. Maybe some of you need to stop dating someone. Like maybe you need to break that off. Maybe it's an engagement. I don't know. Some of you maybe need to have a define the relationship talk with somebody. You need to talk through some things. And, and, and I'll just say this. Many, many of you have come from divorced homes that you wish you could change. Guess what? Many of those relationships happened at your age. They started happening at your age. So guys, don't blow this off. Don't, don't just, oh, this is, this is good for somebody else or another time. Like, no, you're, you're being confronted with these relationships, these decisions, and, and you got to really proceed uh, in a way that is wise. And, uh, and I believe you can but it takes some difficult choices, um, discipline, and um, you're going to need some help from people to help you walk through it, okay? Because, you know, 
there's stuff in us, there's identity issues, and we need help uh, to deal with that. But that's where God comes in, and he can help you through whatever you've gone through, okay? Let me pray for us.